This episode contains adult language, mature situations, urban legends, reverse aging, K-monsters who consume time, tragic backstories, notebooks full of memories, and awesome, unique time-cutting devices. Intrigue. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Spark and Monger Review. Some podcasts and reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up. Yes, I'm back for another fun-filled episode of the podcast, and I'm excited because, well, not because of the book I'm talking about today, but rather about a film which is coming out on the 15th this Friday. What am I talking about? I am talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. I really hope this does well, and I hope this is not proved to be another, well, prequel situation but it was the last one was good i'm hoping this one's gonna be great i do digress because this should be talked about on the spark and movie review or spark and mini review and this is the spark and manga review so we should talk about that anyway if you are joining us for the first time welcome sparkin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives meaning every episode i will talk about one or two geek properties it could be a board game could be a movie could be a graphic novel a book a tv show video game whatever and i tell you the pros and cons about it if the plot is great if the characters are unique if the gameplay is amazing and if it's worth investing your time in you don't have to agree with anything that i or my co-hosts say but we try to be as informative and entertaining as possible you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com you can email me at zansparkin.com i'm on facebook twitter at spirekin we're on tumblr the username spirekin on several other social media sites just look up Sparkin, S-P-R-A-K-N, and you'll probably find us. All the direct links are on the website itself. I do digress. We're also on PSN and iTunes and Player.fm and Stitcher. If you want to do something really cool for us, just go to one of those websites and leave us a rating. Hopefully bump us up so we can be popular and amazing once again. And show us what you think about our podcast. Leave notes. I think of that as like a tip jar. I'm not going to charge anybody for this podcast. I'm trying to be as free as possible because this is kind of a hop podcast. But... I want it to be as best it can be for you guys as well as myself. Now, I digress because, well, I've been like that. Because, first off, we're doing something a little bit different today. If you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga. And it dictated to be there reviewing an interesting graphic novel that is not a manga. Yes, it's not a manga. Also, it's not a manga. I know. It's not Korean. It's not Japanese. What possibly could it be? Could it be like when I reviewed... League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is a comic? No. 
This is a manhua, a Chinese graphic novel that was actually released in Japan as an anime series recently, but it was published in Japan in 2014, OK Comics. It was written by Japon, and there's about 41, 42 chapters in an anime series, which is pretty cool. And the manga I'm talking about is Kronos Rulers. And it's something which is a little bit different because, well, different mentality. The character names are different. But more importantly, that it's something which I was surprised I was reading because it was just, it got a little interesting. The whole premise of this story is that, well, let me start from the beginning. There is this girl named Kuyuki. She is about to graduate school and she's rather depressed because a few years earlier, her big brother passed away and she loved him to death. And he was important to her. He protected her. And he was pretty much the most important person in her life because she loves family. And she is depressed about this. And she hears an urban legend that there is a place you can go to. If you stand at this place at exactly midnight and you make a wish with your heart, you're able to go back in time. You could reverse time. And whatever problem happens gets fixed. She has no real proof of it, but she's heard some stories about it. Also, one of her teachers recently has been looking a little bit younger. And they wonder, is it because of the urban legend? So one day as she's walking home from school or is about the graduation, she bumps into these two guys who are bickering with each other. One guy has long hair and spectacles. The other one is has a long trench coat. And he's got a bunch of playing cards with him. And uh, no, this isn't Gambit from X-Men, even though it, he looks a lot like Gambit, and he acts a lot like Gambit, where he's like a playboy, and he's flirty. And But they end up talking with her, and they try to dissuade her from following the theory of this getting time back. And the one with the playing cards ends up floating the card towards him in a weird way, and, so, and there's an address on there, be there this time. And... You find out that these two people are Victor and Kiri Putin. They say that they are brothers. And they end up walking off. And Kuyuki ends up walking around. She's about to graduate. She graduates. No one is there for her. She's still depressed. And she ends up going to her teacher's house. And she sees her teacher looking even younger. She now looks like a teenager. She's like, oh, I'm so beautiful now. It's a good thing I, I did that. Thing and made that wish it's like what the hell so she ends up going to the address that the guy wrote and it turns out that there actually was something going on there and victor or victo the one who is acting a little more childish than the other one starts pulling out a notebook it says today i tricked a girl into coming to a location to be used as bait and they're like wait what turns out the urban legend draws people to this Location because they are, well, let's be honest. There are these beings called K. What K do are they consume time. They consume personally your time. They will absorb it and you will disintegrate. And when they consume your time, they gain your time. It's kind of similar to the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. They, but they don't send you back in time. They actually disintegrate you. So when you die, all of your potential energy is absorbed by the K. And they get more powerful depending on how many they've consumed. Like, the, they have different grades. Like, one is a 10-year-old, one's a 20-year-old, one's 150 years old. There's even one which is 8,000 years old, so it is damn powerful. They're more bigger and powerful. And Victo and Kiri are 
Chrono rulers, their job is to destroy these K, to kick their asses, to maintain the status quo and fix what's going on. And they have the ability to forward and rewind time. They call it a slowdown and speed up. And they have these things called time covenants. They're these circular devices that give them power to go back and forward in time in weird ways. They can manipulate one item. And you have Kiri, who uses a sword, which actually the sword is made of water, which so he speeds it up so it's fast so it's actually able to cut through steel or can freeze things. Meanwhile, Victo, he has playing cards. That's his power. And what he does with his power is he uses slowdown. So he puts a bunch of cards up and he slows down till they're frozen in time and they become a barrier. He could also speed up, but constantly Kiri says, you, you cannot speed up. You cannot hurry up. You don't want to do that. They end up defeating the monster because he doesn't want his relative to get hurt. Because at one point he says, I can't let you get hurt. I promised your mother I wouldn't let you get hurt. The truth is revealed. Kiri Putin, the older of the two with the glasses, is 17 years old. Viktor Putin, the one who's more younger and brash, is actually 39 years old. He is... Kiri's father. What happened was when their mother died, when specifically Kiri's mother died, Victor was overcome with grief and one of these K's appeared. The K absorbed his energy and before killing him, because he's the chrono ruler, something happened and his time covenant device, the device which they use for their powers, got embedded in him to save him. The problem though is that he's still losing time. He's still being consumed by this this evil K monster. So what happens is every day he is losing a day and every time he uses speed up magic he is accelerating the problem. So that book I told you earlier that he wrote on today I did this he has to write down every event that happens because he forgets it like that. So his motivation is to get his time back and protect his son. While his son, who no longer acknowledges him as his father, he wants to bring his father back. Do whatever he can to bring his memory back and this and that. And this is the crux of the story. They save Koyuki. She goes on her way. And the rest of the story is about these two who are dealing with these Ks and what is going on. Also the shadow organization which controls the Chrono Rulers. There's also another organization which is in league with the K who are trying to destabilize the world and absorb all the time for themselves. It gets even more crazy because it turns out that the time coveted device inside of Victo is actually like the supreme perfect device and all the old chrono rulers want it for themselves because he backed up his memory at the actual headquarters for the Chrono Rulers, and they're all after him. There's also a girl whose name is Meanie, who is supposedly his wife, even though he's married, or was married, he's a widow. And he can't remember because he didn't back it up into his little notebook, so it gets very weird. It's an action series with a little bit of comedy, a little bit of drama, and it does go not all over the place because there are rules in this universe, and I do like that there are rules. It is kind of a unique premise that the main character is forgetting stuff over time. And he's going backwards like Benjamin Button. And it just it's such a weird concept of being like, I, it's, I don't want to say it's reverse Alzheimer's, but it's, 
It's like you're forgetting things and going backwards and you're getting younger and younger and younger. And eventually it's going to be like Benjamin Button where you just don't, you pop out of existence. And that is scary as hell because, you know, you meet someone, you fall in love with them and you forget that happened. It's, it's, it's such a crazy concept. It's also scary. It makes you love your, your memories and want to hoard them. Now, on the other hand, the ability to control time with the time covenants are pretty awesome. I mean, every single person has a different ability that they control and they speed up and slow down time. Like, for example, the playing cards used as a barrier or to be sped up so they can cut through things is pretty dope. Also, the sword itself, slowing it down so it does become a sword or speeding it up so it's moving so fast it'll pierce through you like a needle. That's really inventive. You have Miri who uses wind and so she could speed it up so it becomes like a razor blade or slows it down so it becomes like a sword. It seems very similar to Flame of Rekka with the elemental weapons they had. And I really think that's kind of cool. Now, later on, eventually they're able to kind of stabilize Victo, so he's still aging, but him using the abilities isn't going to affect him. So he can use speed up and slow down, and there's no effect. It's not It's going to be like, oh, he lost 30 minutes because he used one nanosecond to speed up time to attack this bad guy. It's no, he can actually control, but he's still aging one day at a time. So it works a little better. I do kind of wonder where they're going to go with this manga. I really do. I hope that they are able to resolve it. I haven't watched the anime series yet, but as a manga, it's pretty good and a little different. has a very different style to it. Also, the naming thing is different. It's not the exact same. It's more... I don't want to say it's... It just feels different than a regular manga. It feels unique and different in a good way. And... The art style is different. It's okay. It's not great. It's not... The designs of the Ks are pretty universally similar. They all are like big blind monsters where you just have that one eye with a clock in the middle. So they have that distinctive feature. Meanwhile, the devices, the time covenant devices, have a little clock in them. There's a lot of the clock motif, and I do appreciate that. I would like it to be a little more streamlined. It's not as bad as, for example, Attack on Titan... It's not as clean as, say, not Wakozake. We'll say as clean as, hmm, we'll say Aori Yoshi GT. Well, GTO is kind of dirty, but, like, My Neighbor Seki is pretty clean and pretty realistic. It's not like that. It's its own style, and I do enjoy it. It is kind of derivative of other work, though. The premise of a main character who has an issue, who has to save it before time runs out. I, But... Overall, I'm going to have to give Chrono Rulers, I'm going to have to give it a ball from a friend. I know I've been riding this review system a lot, but it was really good. It's really decent. The only issue with it is that there is no legitimate release to it. It's another one of those digital releases. There's no physical book. I'd love to see a physical book of this released. I would wonder who'd pick it up. I think Yen Press would be good picking this up. Or Viz Inc. Vertical, well... They're done. They're 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 doing their own thing. They're releasing Helvetica, which I'm surprised that is the, what they're pushing. Ever since Ed left, they're now like, ah, oh, we're gonna push things which just no one reads, and it's now become the Kodansha brand is picking that up. Well, that's anyway. That is under the table, behind the scenes things which we don't have to go about. I can rant about that another day. So yeah, brought from a friend 
and don't return unless offered Pocky. It's really good, could be a little better, and I love the concept of the time constraint. Anyway, do digress. Remember, you can check out any of our other episodes at www.spirekin.com, or you can email me at zanspirekin.com. Facebook, Twitter, and all the other social media sites. And the random question of the day is, would you want to be able to speed up or slow down time? Let me know in the comments down below. And now it is time for that part we've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga. Yes, friends. That original and the only real Wheel of Manga. Now, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. Each slot has a different manga title on it, and what we're going to do is we're spin that one that only the Wheel of Manga, and whenever it normally lands on, that's reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 239. And we have some great titles this week. We have Dead Tube, we got Inuyasha, we have Battle Through the Heavens, In Another World with My Smartphone, Azumi, Pastel, Koiwa, Amigai no Yoni, Rinchan Cookie no Himitsu, Days, and Ninja Slayer Kills. So let's spend some reviewing the next episode. So, in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing number six, which is Pastel. Uh, from what I remember, this was made by the creator of one of our most hated mangas, which was about colors so you know what we're gonna give it a chance hopefully it's a little bit better we'll see what happens because their last outing was pretty bad anyway i digress thank you guys for listening and hope you guys have a great week and uh we'll catch you guys next time mm-hmm.